0: It is important for us to create room for creativity for our children, and um, creativity and innovation are essential entrepreneurial skills to nurture in your child.
1: Welcome, friends, to The Entrepreneur Speaks. I'm your host, Kofi Anumedu. Each week, I host an amazing entrepreneur on their journey, successes, and challenges. It is my hope that we'll learn from their experiences as we all work towards living a life of passion and purpose. My guest today is Brita Ofori Kuregu. She is a purposeful parenting coach whose mission is to support and empower other moms on their journey of self-awareness as well as developing their children's entrepreneurial capabilities. She has a 7-year-old son and a 3-year-old daughter who both have their enterprises centered around their unique interest. I engage her in this episode on her motherhood journey and how she has supported her children to build their ventures, which are not only based on their unique interest and true essence, but also solve problems, fill a need, and help others. Please relax, listen, and enjoy our conversation. Welcome to this episode of The Entrepreneur Speaks, Brita.
0: Oh Kofi, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you.
1: (laughs) So tell us, who is Brita Oforukwegu and how was growing up like?
0: Oh wow, Kofi, you're going to take me way back, but I'll start off by saying that uh, the Brita now, I I think um, a lot of people describe as, and I will actually describe myself as well, as very warm, down to earth, um, deeply caring, resourceful, and I think I'm a bit of a a humanitarian as well. And um, I would say I'm an extroverted introvert. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's a big. That's that's a very big one. Please break (laughs) it down for us.
0: An extroverted introvert. Basically, I am an introvert and a lot of people find it hard to believe that, but I love to spend time on my own and in my own thoughts. Um, However, when I'm in a social setting, you know, I did say I'm I'm quite a warm person. So people warm up to me and um, I make others feel comfortable. So when I'm in a social setting, it's hard to believe that I'm an Introvert, you might think I'm an extrovert, so that's where the term extroverted introvert comes in. Um, so yeah, does that make sense?
1: <laughs> it sure does.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'll tell you a bit about my childhood now. Um, I was born in 1982 at Ligon Hospital. And um, I grew up in Accra Central and Labadi until the age of about eight when we relocated to Hachu, where my mom still lives. I had my primary and junior secondary school education at Association International School near the airport in Accra. Growing up, I was a real daddy's girl. But when I turned six, due to a series of uh, circumstances, my young brain couldn't quite comprehend at the time, My father made the decision to leave my mom and I. So like I said, I was a real daddy's girl. So him leaving unexpectedly meant that he took a piece of my heart with him, which really hurt. Anyway, in years to come, um, my amazing mom and I faced, you know, quite a few struggles. But we stuck together and we were sustained by God's good grace. I was her only child So not only was she my mom, she was also my sister and my friend. Um, But I would say there were times when it felt like the pressure and the pain and stress she was feeling in relation to my father leaving and our struggles as well kind of spilt over onto me. Um, When I turned 14 or 15 in the same year that I started secondary school, my father came back into my life. Uh, It was Absolutely incredible. <laughs> I subsequently left Ghana to join him and his new family in Denmark. This was quite a challenging time for me as well, um for personal reasons I can't go into right now because this is sure sure
1: sure. We <laughs> appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, this yes.
0: isn't the podcast for it, but it was you know it is it was a difficult period of my life. We subsequently moved to Australia, where I continued my senior high school education finished that then started university Um, and then we relocated to Ghana and during that time I went to the University of Ghana for my bachelor's degree. Um, I believe I moved to the UK in 2007 uh, to work and then I pursued my master's degree as well and that's where I met my husband we settled down and we've lived here ever since. So that's just a brief insight into my early life up until adulthood.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that with us.
0: You're welcome.
1: You're raising two enterprising children. (laughs) Can you please tell us about them?
0: All right. Well, yes, we have two children called Prince and Verity. Prince is seven years old and Verity is three and a half years old. So Prince is a very kind and caring boy who loves listening to Growth Mindset podcast and he has a big appetite for, for life. He likes to laugh really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he absolutely loves dinosaurs. Like we've got dinosaurs all over the house, um, on the carpet, in the sofa, in his bed. And trust me, if you think that's stepping on Lego is painful, then you have not stepped on a stegosaurus with the spikes on the back. So (laughs) that's a bit about Prince. And Verity, she, like I said, she's three and a half years old. She is very outgoing, very friendly, and she loves introducing herself to complete strangers and engaging them in conversations. Uh, She loves books and she loves to ask very thought-provoking questions. I kind of really admire the beautiful sibling bond that they have. Because like I said, I grew up as an only child. So I love watching the dynamics between them and um, how they navigate their relationship. So that's just a little bit about them. Wonderful.
1: Please tell us about their enterprises. Because as you're aware, we are looking at growing young entrepreneurs.
0: That's right. Tell
1: us about their enterprises.
0: Okay, so Prince has a little business called Plush Play Soap by Prince. Um, <laughs> we we make hand we make hard hand washing hand soap. Um, so it's um instead of liquid hand soap, this is uh hard soap with uh, dinosaur and unicorn toys inside them. Um so. The whole purpose of it is to encourage children to wash their hands because, as you know, children love toys, and when they see a dinosaur in the toy, they are more likely to want to wash their hands and keep a great hand hygiene. Um, the idea came about because we one day we decided to spend time together, and Prince and I were trying to figure out Something we could do, you know, to try and spend quality time together because, um, well, I'll backtrack a little bit, actually.
1: Um, That's fine. That's
0: fine. <laughs> when Prince was three and a half years old, um, there were a few struggles he was having when he started nursery school. And when we had his first parent-teacher meeting, the feedback that we got made it seem like he had al- almost been written off. Like he wasn't even being given a chance Uh, to prove himself and I felt devastated even though he was one of the younger children in the classroom which meant that obviously you know it takes longer um, for some children to you know develop than others the thing is he turned um, three and then in August and then in September He had to start nursery school, whereas other children were turning four. So the age gap was quite huge. So Prince was having um, a few challenges, but the way in which he was portrayed during the meeting really upset me. And when we got home, I asked myself so many questions about what I could do to support him. Um, Then this questioning myself about how I would be able, about how to meet his needs, sent me on a path to try and figure out what motherhood means to me and um, what it will actually take to meet my son's needs and help him with the struggles that he was facing. So automatically, I had to think about my childhood, how I grew up, and put all the pieces of the puzzles together and see how the way I was raised was um, inadvertently having an impact on the way I was probably relating to Prince. And so that took me on a whole journey of uh, self-awareness. And through that, I discovered the parenting approach called conscious parenting.
1: And oh, conscious, okay.
0: Yeah, and conscious parenting is basically a moment-by-moment um, way of parenting in which you, you, you're mindful of your relationship with your child, how you speak to them, how you behave towards him, towards them, and how you meet their needs. So, through conscious parenting, I also discovered love languages, which is a concept developed by um, a man called Dr. Gary Chapman. And he talks about the fact that children have, um, just like adults, we all have unique ways in which we desire to be loved. And so, okay. uh, and he gave uh, five categories of them. I think one is affirmations. The other words of affirmation I beg your pardon. The other is physical touch. Um, the other is acts of service. The other is actually giving um, gifts. And um, the other one, I can't remember right now. But basically, I discovered that Prince's love language was not spending quality time together. So I made efforts to try and um, support him with his challenges by waking up in the morning. He was an early riser. Um, and okay. I'll go to his room, we'll cuddle up, we'll talk about his night, we'll talk about what he was looking forward to during the day. And um, gradually, I realized how his self esteem was developing. I realized how it was affecting every other aspect of his life in terms of um, school and his social life as well. So I realized that the connection that I was having with him was having a huge impact on his being which was wonderful so one afternoon um it was time for him to have a nap and we were laying there he wasn't sleeping and um we started talking about what we could learn to do together we said you know let's try and find a craft that we can do together and try and create something it it, will be so much fun so I got out my phone and we went got onto google and we, we found out about soap making. We had options like jewelry making, making origami. And um, we settled on soap making. And um, we decided, you know, we think that's a really good idea. And he said, yes, mommy, can we put dinosaur toys inside them? Yeah. And initially... His favorite,
1: uh, his favorite toy. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I was a bit um, gobsmacked by that, but... I didn't, I, I kind of went along with it. So we ordered the ingredients we needed um, to make the soap and all the other bits we, we needed. We ordered all of that. And within a week that arrived. So in February 2019, we got into the kitchen one Saturday and um, we created our first ever soap. And with a wow. dinosaur toy inside them. And when it came out of the mold, we were completely surprised. Like we couldn't believe we had created that. Um, the next day was Sunday. So we took it to church. Um, we took it to what we call Sunday school in Ghana in our church, in the Methodist church. Here. It's called Junior Church. So we okay. took it to Junior Church. And coincidentally, that particular day, the children were doing all sorts of hand painting. So after they they finished the little creations, they needed to wash their hands. So we had the soap for the kids to wash their hands. And everybody was talking about what a brilliant idea it was.
1: Wow. And
0: that is how Plush Play Soap became a thing. Um, people started saying, you know, can we order this? This is brilliant. And then I had to take the time to explain to Prince subsequently that this actually means that he's having his own business. How does he feel about it? I'm going to support him all the way through but initially we gave samples out to to some of his friends and they absolutely loved it the feedback was brilliant so that's how we did our market research so initially it didn't start off it wasn't intentional developing for instance um, entrepreneurial capabilities wasn't intentional it just happened to be a byproduct of me deeply connecting with him so going forward uh, we decided we, we ordered, um, you know, we, we created the packaging and everything else and it became a real product where we, we, we started selling and he started getting customers as well. We realized we were filling an actual need and, and solving a problem. And the feedback was that it was helping some parents who had kids with autism
1: and with oh. sensory
0: play, um, mm. with sensory play and, um, Yeah, it it was completely mind-blowing. So I did realize that actually developing a child's entrepreneurial capabilities is something that you can do intentionally. You know, although initially ours happened unintentionally, I realized that there was a way we could actually um, help children to develop these capabilities. By the time our daughter Verity came, joined the family in 2017, I had kind of developed the the blueprint. I realized, you know, when you deeply connect with your child and open the doors of creativity and let them be themselves and express themselves, those are all the things you need to be able to help them um, to, to come up with ideas and and develop entrepreneurial capabilities so when Verity came into our lives and when she turned two years old she she received her first ever doll which she called automatically called baby Verity because she said (laughs) she said it looked exactly like her and it did So she named it Baby Verity and we thought it was a brilliant idea. Um, That same period of time coincided with me finding her in my jewellery box with earrings hanging in her hair. Like I found her in my jewellery box about two or three times. Um, And I realised, you know, I kind of wondered why she was putting my earrings, my dangling earrings in her hair. And I realised that perhaps she might want some hair accessories. So, in spending quality time with her as well, uh, by this time, you know, she was quite young. So, it's and I just wanted to mention that the younger a child is, it's a little harder to find out what the, their love language is, as I was saying to you earlier. Um, but remind me at the end of this, Kofi, because I have a special gift for your listeners. I have a, a free a wow, free guide.
1: Wow. <laughs> I That's have a- great.
0: That's- <laughs> I have a free gift for them to try and identify their child's love language. So, sorry to digress. Um, so, <laughs> I quickly found out that Verity also loved um, quality time, spending quality time together. She she loved um, the affection and you know paying attention to her, and so. I decided that, you know, since she has indicated that she wants stuff in her hair, she wants some accessories in her her hair by using my earrings, um, we could spend time together creating hair accessories for her. So we got some um, kente and other, you know, um, Ankara and African fabrics. And um, I went on YouTube and learned how to make some hair accessories. And we'll sit together. We've got loads of photos of us sitting together to make um, these hair accessories. And people would go, you know, whenever we went out, people would say, wow, this is incredible. This is amazing. Where did you get that? And we'll say, we made it ourselves. And um, lo and behold, people asked if they could order some. And that's how that came about. But regarding the doll, my best friend, um, who's Caucasian, and she does a brilliant job of... um, of teaching her children about diversity. She was telling me about how she went to a few local shops and couldn't find um, a black doll for her children. Verity happened to have a spare baby Verity doll because we got her two at the time. And um, we decided we're going to give that as a gift to my friend's little girl who happened to be Verity's best friend. So that's what we did. And we realized that there was a gap in the market for that you know, that black dolls weren't easy to come by. I remember growing up, I never got to play with a black doll. Um, (laughs) So, you know, when Verity got her doll, when when she turned two and got it as a birthday present, I played with it a fair bit. And because, you know, the hair was gorgeous and beautiful, beautiful complexion and everything. So the baby Verity doll also became a product Um, For Verity's little enterprise, which, by the way, her enterprise is called My Beautiful Identity by Verity. So that kind of rhymes a little bit. My Beautiful Identity identity by by Verity. Verity. Lovely. Lovely. And the beautiful is not spelled with the usual B E A U. It's spelled B E Y O U because we're okay. trying to emphasize the U in the middle. That you know, you are beautiful oh, okay. as you are. So it was a bit of a play on words. Okay. And um, you know, um, it, it just so it, it, it evolved, and we've served customers <laughs> across the world. We've had customers from America, uh, from. Uh, Sweden and you know from here in the UK as well has had a few customers and the feedback has been absolutely brilliant so we got the labeling the packaging and we created a product and it was just simply incredible and the amazing aspect of all of this is the fact that it's all centered on the children and they absolutely love it and they are involved in the process of creating the product so even Verity at three years old she um, helps with the labeling so sometimes we let her when you go on our Etsy page when you go on Verity's Etsy page and which is Etsy is a it's a platform where we sell the dolls it says in the description that um, you know please bear in mind that verity is involved in the process of putting your product together so if there's a label out of place and it's not perfect it's because a 3-year-old stuck the label on the product and our customers appreciate that they love that they love the the authenticity they love the openness and um, they're very supportive of what we do so that's a little bit about um, Prince and Verity's businesses.
1: Wonderful. In helping them come out with these creative enterprises, what has been some of the challenges you've encountered?
0: I must say that it's really been an amazing journey for us because I am also learning so much. I, You know, the the things I didn't know, so many things I didn't know, but we kind of figure it out as we go. And it's a lot more fun now because Prince is a little older, so he still comes up with ideas both for his his enterprise and Verity's enterprise. But I think my biggest challenge has been the time factor in juggling everything. Okay. You know, um, I actually have, I, I still have a nine to five job and I work I work part time two days a week. I'm trying to build my coaching business up from scratch as well. So that takes up a lot of time. And then there is Prince's uh, little enterprise that we need to make sure we've ordered the ingredients we need and, you know, all the things that go into making sure that his, his business survives and thrives as well. And the same with Verity as well. So and then throw in the commitments of day-to-day life, family life and all of that. So it is, for me, it's the time factor and having to juggle everything. But in terms of the actual enterprises, it's been wonderful because I'm learning and growing alongside the children. So, Sure. sure yeah.
1: Sure, sure. I believe that's the best way to go about it. That's
0: Absolutely. The best about it. Absolutely.
1: So tell us, where do you draw your inspiration to do this?
0: Well, um, That's a really good question. I talked about the purposeful parenting paradigm. um, And that for me is the blueprint. If you want to develop your child's entrepreneurial capabilities, I did mention about conscious parenting as well, which was the journey I went on in terms of introspection and trying to figure out what parenting meant to me. Um, my, My inspiration is basically in my quest to raise them in a way for them to know that they can indeed have a, a joyful life, make a living and make a living based on what they love to do while making a difference to the lives of others. I do recognize that although they came through me, you know, they, you know, as our children do, they they do not belong to me. We're just, as parents, we're custodians of their little lives and um, they, they come onto this earth to Fulfill their own purpose, and our role is to help them to fulfill that purpose. Our role is to nurture them, nurture their unique gifts and their true essence. So when I look back at my childhood and how you know I explained about some of the challenges that I faced and all of that, you know, I wouldn't want them to to struggle unnecessarily. That doesn't mean that. I will wrap them in cotton wool and shield them from the challenges that they will face. Challenges in life are inevitable. But yeah, but um, through the purposeful parenting paradigm um, that I'm proposing, I think you're able to equip them with um, everything they need to develop physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, financially, as well, sometimes we don't like to talk about money, but what a joy it is to know that no matter what your child's interest is, they can make a living creating things that they love, and um, you know, being paid to to do so. You know, and uh, sometimes we have so many we have so many fears when it comes to the issue of money, um, but then. Sometimes we say money is the root of all evil, money is this, that, and the other in a negative light. But without money, we're not able to help others like we're supposed to. So this approach to parenting not only serves the child, but it gives them the opportunity to help other people. In raising them in this manner as well through the purposeful parenting paradigm, I want them to know that they matter and that when God created them, he put everything they would ever need inside of them. And they wouldn't need to seek external validation to know that they are worthy. You know, so it's my aim to equip them with the skills and tools that they need to thrive in our ever-changing world. Because our world is changing, believe it or not. Um, yeah, I know. Every Everybody will allude to this fact things are evolving at a a rate which sometimes is a bit of a struggle to keep up. But um, raising them in this way and helping them work on their mindset and everything else enables enables them to cope and thrive no matter uh, what comes their way. So I believe um, this is an all-encompassing approach to parenting. That's where I draw my inspiration.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome.
1: sharing this with us. <laughs> we find ourselves in a new normal. We are confronted with the COVID-19 pandemic. Did the lockdown help in any way unearth further scales and develop new products?
0: Yes, actually, it did. I did mention about Princess Soap, but I don't think I mentioned about the shape of it. It's actually the shape of an egg. So if oh, you picture okay. an egg... And the, the soap is made such that it's transparent so you can see the dinosaurs through it. Um so it, it, it's shaped like you know, it there's a concept that the the dinosaur egg, the egg hatches, and then you unveil the dinosaur. That was the whole original concept. But within the UK, um it is it quickly came to light that it was hard to to post the the dinosaur egg soaps through the letterboxes in the doors because they, were, they weren't they that wide. Okay, okay. so <laughs> it became a bit of a challenge. And you know, with COVID, um, with all the physical, social distancing and everything, um, the postmen they would far rather post things through the door than stand around and get somebody to come to the door. So um, we kind of... Prince and I kind of discussed what can we do and how can we shape this in a way that would um, go through the door easily. You know, when it's being posted, when the customer buys a product and we're posting this through the door, like, you know, what what can we do to change the shape and the size and everything? And we settled on um, heart shaped soaps instead. So the heart shaped soap is a lot flatter. And the toy inside it now became a tropical fish, which was also flat. So we, we created a new product during lockdown. And those were really easy. If we received an order, it was easy to just go out and in, in the locality and put it through our customers' letterboxes, which was wonderful. and We didn't need to come into contact with anybody. So that was uh, very creative and innovative. And regarding Verity's enterprise as well um having extra time on our hands meant that we developed a new range of we designed earrings actually so she has a line of earrings now (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, her little ears aren't big enough um, for them (laughs) at the moment maybe a couple more years and she'll be able to wear them herself but (laughs) The, the earrings range from a size small to medium and to large and that as well has been received really well and we've sent orders off to as far as australia so that's been wonderful also um i don't know if i mentioned before but it is important that in creating an enterprise we think about the problem we're trying to solve, and how we'll be able to help other people through the enterprise and the amazing thing that happened was that um even though the schools were closed and the children of key workers were still going to school, and so Prince, at that time when hand sanitizers were really hard to come by, we created oh I completely forgot about that we created a range of hand sanitizer gels as well, which became um, one of the products. And we donated some to Prince's school, so the teachers could use that um, because there was a point where they were so scarce. you You simply couldn't find any hand sanitizer gels. And if you found them, the prices were incredibly fluctuated. So okay. we, we, we managed to find a, a supplier with a reasonable price and we got a small quantity and we decanted them into small bottles and put beautiful labels on them. And we created products out of those. We also um, donated some to the African Community Network in Leeds so it could go to households and people that really needed them. So those were some of the things that we created during lockdown.
1: Thank you once again for sharing this with us.
0: You're very welcome. You're also
1: an author. Please tell us about your books.
0: Okay. So in February, um, February of this year, I believe, goodness, it's hard to keep up with the time sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) an incredible opportunity came my way to be a part of a wonderful groundbreaking project called Love Letters to My Girls. And okay. it's an anthology by Black women for Black women and girls, uh, which I co-authored. And I wrote about conscious parenting. It was basically 100 women, 100 plus women coming together to each write letters, love letters to Black women and girls to speak to the beauty, value, strength, and vulnerability of, of Black women. And the aim was to share empowering messages with Black women and girls all across the world. So, um, yes, I became a published author a few months ago. The book is still in the pre-order stage, but it will subsequently be available worldwide. I have also recently published my ebook called Raising Young Entrepreneurs, The Purposeful Parenting Paradigm, that basically highlights the journey that I have been through with Prince and Verity right from my childhood up until everything I've done uh, so far with them and where we're heading. I talk about, yeah, I talk about conscious parenting, the purposeful parenting paradigm, you know, what it is that um, parents need to, to look out for and um, the kind of skills to nurture in their children, which is one thing I probably didn't mention earlier It is important for us to create room for creativity for our children and um, creativity and innovation are essential entrepreneurial skills to nurture in your child, because not only does it provide um, an initial idea for a product or a project or business, but throughout the course of a child's life, when it comes to problem solving and overcoming challenges, you know, um, Creativity does help. Children are, as we know, children are born with a curious mind and a desire for exploration and experimentation. So we need to try and nurture that curiosity. And um, in doing so, they will automatically learn to find solutions to everyday problems um, through being innovative. So that's really important. Yeah.
1: We are just about wrapping up. Okay. Just about wrapping up.
0: Okay.
1: Any last words for our listeners? Yes, and before and before you come in with that, mm-hmm. you mentioned a freebie.
0: Okay.
1: talk about that? Don't forget about the freebie.
0: Oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, remember I mentioned about love languages?
1: Sure, sure. And the sure, fact you.
0: that identifying Prince's love language really did help with connecting with him and then It also helped to further further develop other areas of his life. So that is really quite an important concept that um, I I wanted our listeners to get to know about and try and discover with their children. So I have a freebie and it's on my website, www.purposefulparentingparadigm.com forward slash free gift. Um, Kofi, I'm going to make the link available to you as well um, when thank we finish you, thank this. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Because I think um, it's really important for your. Yeah, you know, it will be very useful for your listeners um, in terms of identifying their child's love language because it's upon um, a child. It's upon it's upon love. You know, the basic foundation for every other aspect of a child's development is based on on our love for them um, and they need to feel loved and secure loved and secure so that will go a great deal a great way to to help them
1: thank you so much to brita ofori Kuregu, a mother and a purposeful parenting coach
0: you're very thank
1: welcome thank you for sharing your experience with us today on the entrepreneur speaks We really appreciate your time and also the freebie. I think it's very important. So thank you for that.
0: You're very welcome, um, Kofi. Thank you so much for, for having me. Thank you.
1: Thank you, friends, for listening. As always, kindly leave your key learnings and takeaways. I'll come your way next week with another exciting episode. I remain your host, Kofi Animedu. Let's continue to keep hope alive. Cheers.